not seen that. Hello and welcome to another episode of How the Fuck Have You Not Seen That? The podcast where one by one we delve into our cinematic closets of shame and expose our proverbial skeletons to the shaming light of day. Today we are keeping it off the record, on the QT and very hush hush by discussing the 1997 film noir detective classic, I like that, LA Confidential. And today I am joined by hooker cut to look like a movie star Emma. Hello. (laughs) Young up and coming detective Gaz. Yep. Happy, very happy. And corrupt LAPD Captain Len. I don't want to be the corrupt captain. Of course you are. always going to be the corrupt captain. Come on, Len. Of course you are. I feel more like Russell Crowe. You're not... <laughs> Russell Crowe. You're not Bud White. And I'll tell you that for free. And that's how we're going to start. Good day, mate. Yeah, that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you are the corrupt LAPD captain. Emma's just been called a yeah. prostitute. So you're all right, mate. In fairness, yeah, raking it, raking it in. Hooker cut to look like a movie star. I mean, I'll take that because I would. It's not just mind got a good sound to it. It's got a good cadence. Although she wasn't actually cut, so and you look like Anne Hathaway, so and you didn't need to be cut for that. So we'll take the compliments where we can. I'm probably the Russell Crowe. Come Thanks, on, Liz. I'm Bud White. All brawn, no brains. I Absolutely, think that's fair. you are Bud White. Okay. So before we launch into our history with the film and our views and reveal who in fact has not seen it or had not seen it prior to the recording of the podcast, here is a very brief synopsis of the film from Rotten Tomatoes as is tradition. Three policemen, each with his own motives and obsessions, tackles the corruption surrounding an unsolved murder at a downtown Los Angeles coffee shop in the early 1950s. Mm. That it doesn't give you the half of it, but I feel like... No. You can't really go much further without saying the whole thing. No. So any guesses? Did you say unsolved? Unsolved. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. All right. No, that's, that's <laughs> good. What, but what that synopsis doesn't really capture is it's not a murder. It is a massacre. It's a mass murder. So you're going to have to take that up with the editors at Rotten Tomatoes because I do not make the rules there. And if I did say solved, then complain about that by, by all means. If when we listen back, I did actually say unsolved. I will. Just complain in general, if anything. That's not a word. Just, just complain. So, what do we so. thought? What do we think the critic and audience ratings for this? What do we yeah, thought? That was, you know, guys, you've got in my head. I'm saying the wrong word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Muddled her. Uh, I reckon this is a. Uh, I reckon critic score, and I haven't looked, mm-hmm. so don't don't think corrupt. I have. So I don't. I'm gonna go you. with not ninety ninety seven percent. Okay. And I'm gonna go with audience score ninety five percent. All right. Gaz? Um, yeah, it's going to be highly acclaimed, isn't it? Um, just <laughs> God, to be different, I'll say 87 and and 90, respectively. Oh, no way. That's way too low. You want to be different Eight, rather than right. 84 okay. and 92. Okay, I actually think Len was closest, probably because he cheated. Um, Yay. Critic, 99. Corrupt. Audience, 94. Which helped. Wow. I'm going to go, yeah, that's very... What's the corruption score Critic, on 99. That? The corruption is off the charts. Can't even measure it. Yeah. Mm. Plus. Mm. Um, so that I think that's a fair assessment. I think those ratings are correct. Um, it is now time to reveal the subject of today's podcast and to ask Emma, yeah. how the fuck had you not seen LA Confidential? Nice. <laughs> Do you know what? I literally have no clue and I'm fuming at myself. Um, so... It's one of the. Do you know? I was saying this to Jay the other day in the car. There is. I know a lot about films. Like I could tell you? you who was in *LA Confidential*, <laughs> what it was about. 
Um, <laughs> but I've just never watched it, so I couldn't really tell you what happens in it. Um, All right. Tell us about ants, then. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's tell about, us about ants. It's an what animation about, about ants. All right. Yeah, good. It, good, it, one. Um, good guess. There was also a game for it. That stands up. I think. It was quite good. Um, no, that wasn't. That was Bugs Life. I lie. Uh, Great film. But I just... I. I just genuinely don't know how I never got around to seeing LA Confidential. And I don't know whether maybe it was like timing or whether I just sort of missed it. So this came out when I was eight. So obviously. It's not an excuse. <laughs> Boom. Not an excuse. As people know, I watched Child's Play at the age of four. <laughs> and I don't yeah. think it's fair that you use that as an excuse. We've questioned yeah. that as a choice yeah. to let a child yeah. watch Child's Play Scarred at the me. age of four. Um, and that Scarred really that life. explains a lot about Len. Let's be honest. Parenthood is not Len's parents' strongest trait. Strength. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah, true. Oh, poor Len's uh, parents. Yeah, just as a little story about parenthood. Sorry, um, people are baffled by this. But when I was growing up, I didn't have milk with my cereal. Instead, I would have four <laughs> tablespoons of sugar with my cereal. <laughs> that is what I have every day. How have you not got diabetes? Dry cereal. And sugar. Yeah, dry cereal with four tablespoons of sugar. You've got so. brittle bones then, I'm imagining. That is unreal. <laughs> you lot of psychopaths. Well, really. we've, we've gone off. I don't know how we've got onto that. Sorry. And we have really Sorry. gone off. Um, I'll piece. tell you exactly how we got onto Very that. Early. This film came out in 1997 when I was eight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's an 18. I wouldn't have seen it in the cinema. And then, you know, there's a large period of my life where how I How old didn't are you now, it. though, Emma? How old are you now? 32. So you've had, I'm not even going to do the maths. You tell me the maths. I've had 24 years. Mm. So your excuses are 20, falling on I've had deaf 24 ears years. at this point. Um, I'm just really sad that I never watched it until this Thursday. Um, so I apologise to everyone uh-huh. for my appalling lack of film watching. Okay. Um, Len, Brittle Bones Boy, shouldn't make fun, but I have. <laughs> um, what is Real your boy. history of this film? And you can Just give me clarify, yeah. your blueberry score as well. <laughs> if you can lift your weak neck that's been eroded through lack of calcium as a child. Just, I'm just imagining Len just, as Tiny Tim now. Lucy, don't, yeah. don't ask him to show us his blueberry score on his fingers because they'll just oh. crack and crumble. <laughs> Withered fingers. Uh, it's not funny. I want listeners to be not afraid for my bones for <laughs> they are strong. Um what happened was I make up now for lack of milk drinking as a child for the amount of coffee uh, and protein shakes that I drink. So don't worry, people. It's just not healthy Honestly, still. But Every yeah. day, every day is like, I've had four protein shakes this morning. It's like, mate, it's nine o'clock. What are you doing? <laughs> Eat some eggs if you want protein. I do as well. So very proteined up. But what I will say is this film, I uh, haven't seen it for a very long time. And when I say a very long time, uh, must be 15 years, something crazy like that. So he, he last down. watched it when he was seven because um, his parents made him. Yeah, my parents made <laughs> While me. While withholding watch milk. Watch this. No. Um, <laughs> no, so, you must watch last, this film. Last, last night was the Olympic opening ceremony, right? So basically, it's on bizarre yeah. Olympics because mm. uh, no people watching it. And I love the Olympics. I, I absolutely love it. I love everything goes with it. The spectacle, the emotion, the sort of pride in, in, in Great Britain, my country. Um, and... I was watching this opening ceremony and it was kind of interesting because I love Tokyo as well and I love Japan and I like seeing what they were going to bring to it, even though this is a completely bizarre Olympics. Anyway, 
get to the point where all the countries are walking out. 205 countries are participating in this year's Olympics. So once we get to like after Great Britain, we were on like K or something. Um, maybe it was Kenya. Who knows? I was like, bloody hell, this is taking ages. I thought, you know, I'm going to watch LA Confidential. Yeah, I'm going to watch LA Confidential. This is about 11 o'clock at night. Get this. I watch all of LA Confidential, and by the time I switch back to the Olympics, they're still doing the countries. <laughs> How mad is that? They've gone to pee. How mad is that? You took the long way round, but you got there. Yeah, you got it was there, worth it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this film is brilliant. Uh, I absolutely adore the sort of the the way this film looks aesthetically. Yeah. Um, the cast is like I just forgot how good the cast is. So. I watched this obviously in, in you know, for this podcast, and basically, I didn't do any extra research on it. I was like, I'm just going to jump straight back into it. I haven't seen it for absolutely ages, like I said, and just seeing like you know um, everyone pop up, like especially like Kevin Spacey, Devito, um, uh, Russell Crowe. You know, I was just sitting there going, "This is incredible," um, and like you said, sort of earlier, Lucy we were talking about it, like the ending alone of this film is just superb mm-hmm. um it and like that story about i said about the olympics it did take a while to get there <laughs> i'm sorry about that this film does take a little while to get there but when it gets there it's very very good for me i would give it uh five blueberries i think this is and i don't love these sorts of films i like i don't love it's a little bit usual suspecty uh, which you don't love i was about to say exactly the same thing it's it's, it's a bit usual suspecty but this for me was better than Usual Suspects because it just felt more wholesome, even though it's quite violent and brutal, but it felt to me like a more complete, coherent thing um, in my mind. So five blueberries for me. I mean whole, not wholesome. I don't think wholesome is a word you can use for LA Confidential. I know what you mean though, weirdly, Len. You know what I mean. Yeah. I get what you we- mean. I'm a weird guy. It's more of a complete- Give me sugar. Narrative in a way. Um, get it. Okay, Gaz. Shoot. Um, Shotgun Ed. Shoot. Ha. Love it. I just love it. Yeah. I prefer Usual Suspects to LA Confidential. And I've got a little bit of a... This isn't This isn't the film's fault. This is my fault entirely. But I watched it for the first time maybe five or six years ago. Like, not that long ago. But, um, you know, luckily before we started doing this series. And... Um, I watched it. I enjoyed it. About six months later, I accidentally watched it again, thinking that I hadn't seen it. And um, it took me about half an hour in. I was watching it with my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife. Um, Happy ending there. But um, Hmm. we we got about half an hour into the film and I was like, oh, fuck. I watched this about six months ago and then was really bored for the next hour and a half. And it totally tainted my view of the film. And like I say, that's not the film's fault. It's it's entirely mine. But films, I think a lot of the time, a lot of the time your opinion of films is based on the experience that you have had with that film. And yeah. I just, I, after watching it for the second time in such short, such a sort of short proximity, I was like, I just never want to see this film again. I just don't want to. And so then when I found out that, bloody emma phillips hadn't seen la confidential i was like oh for fuck i've got to watch that again 
Hold on, the audience now know my full name and the year I was well, born. This, so this has been done well, many, many times. They've, this all, part. they've all heard it. Emma Phillips hunt her um, down, and for that reason, it def- it loses a blueberry. And I'm really sorry because it is an excellent film. It's really well made. It, it, superb cast. Um, I don't, I don't, <laughs> without wanting to give anything away, I don't love how kind of. For me, it's quite obvious who the bad guy is all the way along, and it and it, and you're always like, yeah. no, don't be him, don't be him, don't be him. Oh, it's him, um, and it's kind of sad in a way. It gets four blueberries because um, it is very well made, and um, and I understand all of the things that it has going for it. It's just my personal experience makes it an imperfect film. Plus, I prefer Usual Suspects. Okay, interesting. You say about watching it. Um sort of in quick succession because I actually watched it I saw it like it must have been after seeing Gladiator because I knew who Russell Crowe was um (laughs) and I got it you know I think I've mentioned this when we did the Usual Suspects um podcast but I got a Kevin Spacey box set that had this um Usual Suspects and Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil you picked that up on eBay for for a tenor. Lucy, that's not aged well. That has not, not aged well. well. He was one of my favourite actors. And okay, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just get it out of the way. He has been accused of some heinous things. He has not denied them. He's a very odd and disturbing guy. He's also an extremely great actor, which we will cover in this. So we, we've done that. Yeah. Um, but I watched it when we were doing the lockdown thing on Twitter of like recommending films. I recommended LA Confidential, one of my favourite films, and I watched it last year. But I was like, oh, I want to watch it again. I really think it stands up to repeated viewings. I think you get more out of it every time. And I couldn't, I knew who the bad guy was. I remembered, but I was like, why, why has he done it? I couldn't, I couldn't remember. So I was actually like absorbed in it again. And there are moments in it where I'm still like, like it really still gets me, even though I've seen it probably five or six times. Um, Mm. I think that the film, I just, it's a film that looks like, it's set in the 50s, whereas I think a lot of films that try it, like I don't know if you've seen the film Gangster Squad, does not deserve to be even mentioned yeah, in the same breath. No. It's very day glow. It's very me dressing up for the 50s, but you know, my dress is from New Look. It, it's not day glow. It's perfect. not authentic. Whereas I think this is very, <laughs> you look at the characters in it, with the exception of Kim Basinger, who's very beautiful, but she's also a little bit older. They're, none of them are very remarkable looking. They all look like they're working for the LAPD in the 50s. Um, I love the character development. I love how the plot, I know you said it was obvious, Gaz, but the plot slowly reveals itself not only to us, but to the characters. Like As they begin to realise what's happening, so do we. Um, set design, costumes, music, acting. I just, I absolutely adore this film. And there are not many films, I think, of this nature, of this setting that can match it. I actually prefer it to Usual Suspects as well. Um, and I'm going to give it five blueberries because i loves it lovely um lucy i just want to say before we go to emma i've just realized um that there's a really the link that drew usual suspects and and this with me was the the use of a name yes in crucial so situations do not mention the said name by the same person yeah very, i won't very good no just because it's part but, of the quiz is all that's all but the use of the name in this is fantastic hmm. when i watched it i was like he did a usual suspects. <laughs> he said a name again. The name is meaning something. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point, actually, Lem. Well done. You get a cookie. Thank you. But be Emma, brittle bones. Emma, um, watching it for the first time, what did you think of it? <laughs> yeah, his give teeth a milk just cookie. crumble. Oh. 
Poor <laughs> old Reclam. Um, what did you think of it and what are your blueberries? Oh, I fucking love this film. In it? Like, unbelievable. Oh, I, I almost I almost watched it again yesterday um, and I 100% could have done. It is two hours and 17 minutes. That did not bother me in the slightest. It is so unbelievably sure, beautifully styled. This film. Um, the cast is unbelievable. Um, Guy Pearce, brilliant. I just, there's something him. about him that, and I had no idea he was in it, to be honest. Um, I just thought it was Kim Basinger and Kevin Spacey. So this is a lovely surprise for me. It looks amazing. It sounds amazing. I I actually didn't think that the 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 plot was obvious. Um, I, I just the whole thing had me hooked. It it's so so well done. And I mean, Lucy, I'm I'm on the same line as you. I I like it better than the Usual Suspects. Um, I hundred percent will this watch this again. No, uh, and. And it, it's five bloobs. 100% five bloobs. Yeah. If, if I could give it six, I would. Yeah, same. Mm. It gets all blueberries that are available to it in my mind. Yeah. Mm. All available bloobs, five here's a day. A, here's, a que- here's a question. Is, Guy, is it bad that when I first saw Guy Pearce, I was like, that's Val Kilmer? No. Is that bad? Or, I understand quite, what you mean. No, they're quite similar. Yeah. No, quite similar, I, I can see they? where that would have happened. Um, yeah. Okay. No, I get, okay. I get that. But, Cheekbones, mm-hmm. jawline, little yeah. eyes. Yeah, yeah, hairstyle. Mm. It's all He's there. a much better actor than Val anyway, Kilmer, though. So. Maybe it's being more entrenched Correct. in Australia that I immediately recognise Guy Pearce. Yeah, I mean, I, mm. I knew. I mean, I can't, I can't remove myself from having already seen it many times. But um, I get you, Len. I know where you're coming from with that. Um, so I'm not Thanks. just moving on now. I'm not going to go into the plot because it is. Can I, can I have a cookie? You, no, you've had enough. No, you're- your, Your weak immune system can't take it. Um, I'm not going to bother going into the plot, as I say, because it's very labyrinthine and it just will take a while. Um, but I think if we discuss our favourite scenes, that will cover quite a lot of the plot anyway. Yeah. Now, there are so many good scenes in this that I don't want... I'm going to go first because I am in charge today. I don't, I'm going to go for more for moments than scenes. Um, and... I've, I really struggle to choose my favourites, but I feel like I've left some open for other people. So, and then if, if no one mentions mm-hmm. the ones that, other ones I love, I will return to them. Um, so I think one of my favourite moments in it, and it even watching it again, I think it's a testament to Kevin Spacey's performance that I know what's going to happen, but I'm like, oh, it's not now, is it? Like, I want more of Jack. Like, I want to see him, like, perform more. I want to see more of the character. And it's when he goes to visit Captain Dudley because he's investigating the murder of a young actor that he was kind of, he wasn't implicit with, but he his involvement led to it happening. And he is doing some digging and he goes to see Captain Dudley, played by James Cromwell, who is very good in this as well, very mm. sinister. And yeah. when you only know him really as being Babe the Pig Farmer, to see him in this, with <laughs> yeah, his true. gently threatening oh, about that. accent, calling everyone boyo. I enjoy it very much. Um, so yeah, he goes to him because he's found some information out. Doesn't add up. And he, yeah, well, I don't know. Can we do spoilers? I suppose we can. He, yeah, because yeah. people are of only... We can. Yeah. So yeah. he's explained it to him to the extent and he's in his dressing gown, Captain Dudley, and he just turns around and shoots him. And Emma, what, how did that yeah. scene... Because presumably you didn't see that coming because I'm still shocked watching it. I'm like, no. I just... 
there are a couple of scenes like that that sort of made me sit up in my seat thinking where well, you you, should, you sort of should expect there to be surprises in like that you know it's it's a James Elroy based on a James Elroy novel I've not read it but I've read some of the others in the LA Confidential series um and it is it's that classic kind of noir where you kind of in a way I feel like um George R.R. R. Martin's probably taken some inspiration from this all the people that you like who've got redemption will die because it's it's just I mean miserable. only only one really Unless you, you know. love, like, Stensland, which, why would you? He's not nice. Best actor in this. <laughs> He's amazing. So good, Stensland. I think I was more surprised by um, DeVito. Yeah, and that is one of the moments where they do divulge a bit into the film noir, like, a little bit cheesy when he's like, hush, hush. It's like, I enjoy it, but if there was too much more of that, I'd be like, you've cheapening the film. But I did quite, at the same time, enjoy that moment. I think I wasn't expecting them to, to go back and kill Sid that was just it was all just it was all bit... for show wasn't it the whole performance yeah and it was a real I, I really thought they were going to let him go and that, that I was really sad when Danny DeVito was, was... Leave, leave no trace Len you sound like you want to say something <laughs> say it <laughs> uh, uh, yeah I'm chomping at the bit to say I completely forgot about this character moment because it's been so long and then it, it I just was shocked again yeah. it was like that, that shock all over again when that when that happens because like you say, like when you think about LA Confidential, you think about that poster, which is very striking, and I think the yeah, whole style, very of memorable. The, like, marketing of the film is is very memorable. Yeah, with the red text and 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 the way it's written, and Kim Kevin Spacey and Kim yeah. Basinger, and you sort of think about the film, and you're like, okay, um, they're you know they're in it all the way. And then I remember watching it and sitting down watching it this time, and I was like, I, I know something bad happens around about. Oh, there it yes. is. Yeah. There it is. Okay. That's the moment that I forgot about. And it's such a blow, but it's one of those things where it happens in every sort of detective style film that you watch. Just tell your partner first, make the plan, then go and do this thing. Don't just go to the source, you know, without yeah, telling anyone else what's going on. quite naive jacking away. Like to communication not... is key. He doesn't even imagine it is. That it could ever involve Smith. And it's like, well, you know, these two police officers are involved. You know he's been signing off on it. Like, let's use our brain cells here, Jackie boy. Uh, uh, and what's what's funny about it as well is he's obviously a consultant on a very prominent Hollywood TV show called Badge of Honor, um, where I'm sure storylines like this probably dominate the show, you know, or, you know, there might be some Machiavellian type storyline. So I thought that was very interesting. But talk about communication. The thing that he says at the end of this scene I love it. is genius. Yes. Ge- genius writing. Um, and genius execution in the way it's shot, and then the follow-up yeah, scene, hundred percent, which is one of my favorite. What does one he of say? my favorite scenes. No, don't say it. I can't tell you. Well, you can you, explain. Gareth. I mean, Len, if you want to discuss that, your favorite scene that follows he on. He just says. He just says. He just says a name. He says the name. And the name. Yeah, you you you, you, you go with it, Len. You go with it. With his dying breath. With his dying breath, he says the name. And the reason we're not saying this, audience, is not because of spoilers. It's because Emma will be tested at the end of this quiz. Yeah, so uh, one thing I made sure I remembered. Okay, well, we're still not saying right. it, so you can't no, get I know. that way. No, I know. So he says a name to, uh, in his dying breath to, obviously, the captain who's just killed him. And then the captain panics and like, what is this name? And then he says it to Exley. I love it. Because so this is the like, thing, right? He's, he's trying to figure out who the, who the name is. And Exley, as soon as he hears that, is like, 
Well, there's only one person yeah, who knows his about his face, that. the way it just, the tightness is in it, it. Is it because of the unique nature of the name? Like, if, if as he was dying, he went, Robert Campbell, would he then be like, <laughs> who the fuck is Robert Campbell? Or is it because yeah, yeah. it's such a, a unique name that we shall not I, yeah, it, say? Yes, yeah, say. It, it is a unique name. And it's, very it's memorable just name. the delivery of it. Like at the time, I was like, "Why?" Is, you know, and I first time I saw it, I was like, "Why is he saying that?" And then obviously, it's all coming back to me. And then the next scene is just amazing. The realization on Exley's face is great acting. Simple, simple thing to think. Oh, you should be really good at that, but it's actually really hard to convey. Not give anything away, but at the same time, but still be like, "Holy shit!" He in that one line of dialogue, that one name. He's figured out everything. Yeah, it's, it's the like, final piece of the puzzle that's been building yeah. it's like, for yeah. us, like as well as the, the characters, the detectives. It's almost like a kind of storyline yeah. mic drop, isn't it? Where all of a sudden everything yeah. just, that's it. And it, it's so, yeah. it's it's so the, good. It's like you said, Len, with Usual Suspects. It's when he looks at the board and he sees like Orca Fat and he sees the band and it's like, shit, that's everything. But it's just done with a name rather than yeah. a pinboard. Yeah. Love it. Loved it. Very good. Um, Gaz, what's your favourite scene or one of your favourite scenes? Don't say all of them. They are all good. All of them, aren't they? They're all brilliant. (laughs) The one that Len said. What was it again? (laughs) Um, What was it again? The the ending one is fucking good, isn't it? When it all... No, well, actually, the the last scenes are pretty memorable, to be fair. Um... Uh, to what level of detail are we going into the final scene of a film? I'm not sure, but um, I do love that moment. I love the moment when, um, you know, he thinks he thinks he's got away with it. Old uh, old Cromwell. Um, what's his character's name? Yeah, Dudley Smith. Dudley. Dudley. I call him Captain, Dudley. Yeah, Captain Dudley. Captain Dudley, and he's walking away, and he shoots him in. Shoots him in the back because yeah. the reason that that's brilliant and poetic is because of the fact that that was said early early it's days. Such a good bookend, was, isn't it? was told like you know a real a real policeman will shoot yeah. somebody in the back. He he knows um, to be guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. know, and, I love and it. We'll we'll do that despite the consequences. Essentially, like um. And it's great that the the person who gave Exley that message is the one who receives the mm. the Justice. demonstration that he's learnt the lesson, you know. Mm. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I love that. I love that moment. That's a that's a great way to end the film. But like I said, that does come with a, a little bit of. For me, it's like Dudley is a is a hard character because. I did. I I did get the sense that he was a bad guy the whole way through, and I just don't yeah, want too. him to be yep. because I think Cromwell, as the actor, has got such a like such a likable face. Mm. There's something about him. Like, but that's like, what works. Please I think. be a it's, good guy. It's I, this I know, sinister I know. like undertone. Like and yeah, like I said, like the Irish accent. He's Irish, isn't he? In it, he says "boyo," which is yeah, yeah. actually Welsh. But anyway, yeah, yeah it, it's that like he's sort of fatherly, and he even says to like bud at one point like 
we need intelligent men like Exy. Like, even though Exy's very happy to sell people out who deserve it. And he's like, no, we need people like you, brute force, but we do need people like him. So he can recognize his talent, but he doesn't realize it will come back to get him. And it is nice, like what you say, Gareth, it's a symbol of his character development because he was very, no, I'll never do that. I'm by the books, which is boring and annoying. And it's not, doesn't make for great drama. But to see him, like, I will go, I'm, I know. Emma will come back to you as well and anyone that wants to say any more. But one of my other favourite scenes or moments is post DeVito's demise when Bud has seen the pictures of Lynn and Ed and he rushes off to confront him in a jealous rage and they're sort of tussling with each other. He's throwing chairs and stuff and Ed says, he killed Jack, he sent you to kill me. And you can see the cogs sort of whirring in Bud. He's still like raging, he throws a chair out a window. He's still raging, but you can see the cogs whirring. That scene's the bit where they, they sort of, they align. Exactly. And, and he that says, is so powerful. The two of them together are amazing. He says, like, um, the night I made you, you really want to tear that down? And Ed says, with a wrecking ball, want to help me swing it? And I just love it. It's because it, it could have been cheesy, but just the, and then, yeah, them teaming up, like these very unlikely allies, like for a greater good. I just love it. That sort of thing is very my jam. And the way it's done... And the fact that Bud always thought he was too stupid and he's like, I want to be a real detective. But actually, he's kind of beginning to get close to the truth. He just needs Exley. I just love it. I love the way it it's all like, happens. It's like Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny, isn't it? It's pretty much yeah. the same. Mm. <laughs> they they are the epitome of good cop, bad cop. Oh, and that scene as like well. Someone else can together. talk about that, but that's a fantastic scene. If anyone wants yeah, to talk well, about it. Yeah, what, with the DA? Yes. Yeah, that's a great scene. Um, but like, yeah, they are the epitome of good cop, bad cop because... All the way through, you just get the sense that they're going to end up working together. And it's just that moment of like, when's it going to happen? And it happens at that obviously very emotional point. And, you know, you've still got like 45 minutes of the film to go at that stage. So you're like, okay, <clears throat> we're in for a little bit of a ride with these guys. Um, and I love the bromance that forms between them towards the end. Like, like that standoff, which is kind of like, kind of silly. But at the same time, amazing, where they're just like barricaded at the victory, you know, the, the motel, and basically they're all they're all kicking off there. Um, I just loved it, and I love the the very final scene because you know, it's spoiler. You think you know, you think he's gone. You think you know, you think White's gone, um, and then to see him in the car is like, yeah, all right, this is so good. It's so good that he's. But they have, and they have that little moment where it's they like do that really cool manly handshake. Yeah, I like that when he just guess. puts his yeah. like the one that we do every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hand through the window, and uh, I was like, yeah, that's good. This has got a good ending. I'm happy, you know. And 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 I love that. I love that little chemistry and 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 relationship that that blossoms only like one hour and twenty into the film, but it's so great. <laughs> you know, do you know, mm. I really love. Um, the introduction of White and Exley right at the beginning of the film. So the first time that you see Exley as Guy Pierce is when he's coming in and he's he, he doesn't look like he should be there. That's it's just when a they smarmy git, isn't he, really? Yeah, it's a smarmy prick. Um, you know, it's like, you know, get lose, lose the, the glasses. glasses. Um, you know, if you, you're never going to get to homicide if you can't do this, that and the other, like shoot someone in the back when you know they're guilty. Um, and then you get introduced to Bud White, who's like... We, he's he's a white knight in shining armor trying to you know and all you see is him saving women from abusive husbands basically um but you know he's the muscle and i just really like the way that they laid that out because what you know when you see that that their character arcs are going to show 
development. Mm. Like that there's gonna be redemption, Exley's gonna, you know, fuck all the rest of the bad guys. They're gonna cross up. paths. Yeah, and, so and there's is, gonna is be something and I just think it's not my favourite scene. Yeah, what's your, your favourite scene? Like well, you, you've already probably talked about all of them. Okay. I, just if there was I any think, more you wanted to mention. No, I just, just wanted to mention just those so many. two. I think that the one that you mentioned, Lucy, when they kind of finally align and, and team up and go off on a on a romp. Um, Love it. That's, that that pe- for me is the that, that's drops. the turning point. Yeah. That, and also, that really yeah, is holding brilliant. the DA out the window and he's like, get him off me, Exley. And he's like, I don't know how. I just love it. Yeah. It's um, so good. Hats off to the DA, the actor playing the DA. I can't remember his name. Ron Rifkin. Um, yeah. His, he's great. His level of screams and um, peril is the most realistic I've heard in a film for a very long time. And you know what? So, As well, there's a bit when... Um, Bud sort of shoving him out the window and he sort of goes into the the like fencing bit and it doesn't break so he just does it again and it's like oh that looks so real and not like a stunt (laughs) it's just like you are getting chucked into it everyone listening to this who's seen star wars will know the famous uh mechanical door in the death star which (laughs) actually hits the stormtrooper on the head as it comes down uh that is essentially what happens here he is hurled into this wooden barricade and it doesn't break, and it just goes. Dunk. <laughs> That's what's so funny because it just it's, looks real. Like he didn't go first time. It is real. Got to do it again. I reckon it's real. You know. Oh yeah. John, I reckon it's real. I am going to bring up another scene actually because we haven't really talked about Kim Basinger, and she is just fuck me. She's stunning in this, isn't she? She just she looks amazing. She th- the way she speaks is fantastic, and the, I think the scene that I think the scene that confused me. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Is when when Bud goes around there after he's seen the pictures of Exley and um, they have this fight and he hits her in the face. Yeah, boo! You've turned into that... what you hate. Yeah, yeah, and that, and I think he realizes I... that and he stops and he, he hates runs away well. and he's scared. He ha- he hates himself. The thing about uh, Basinger in this film is, um, even though she's not technically, as you find out throughout the film, in a position of power necessarily, she's controlled. She's a controlled individual. She's at the mercy of this billionaire who who or millionaire sorry at the time who's funding this uh, racket that she's a part of um every scene that she's in she feels like the most important person in the room she feels like the most powerful person there even though she's not and i think that takes a level of acting and a level of skill to you know portray to the audience that she she's so dominating in every situation she's very controlling even though she's completely powerless in a way and all you know yeah, she uses a good point, then, actually. Ev- everything to her ability but she's yeah she's every scene she in she steals it yeah for sure i think like, it's a performance it reminded me of kind of the later stages of marilyn monroe's performance and it's very film noir there's a scene i think it's with exley and she's looking up at him like from under her lashes and it is very film yeah. noir and she just looks the part and i can't think of many actors if they made this today it's that thing i don't know if you've ever seen this on twitter when they talk about certain actors their faces just look like they know what phones are and it's like you cannot like you couldn't put ben affleck in a period piece because it's like you don't look like <laughs> no you know what phones are like <laughs> that's no. a really good point this. i've never heard this term <laughs> but i really like it no yeah, you I look really you like know it. what a mobile yeah. phone is but she just looks the part being a little bit older the costuming is divine and i agree it's a very not mannered in a bad way but 
she's it's a very deliberate performance and she glows she's just fantastic and i love it ask you do you reckon has she she had a maybe slightly underwhelming does she have a slightly underwhelming filmography when you look i can't name a thing she's in other than this yeah i feel like i feel like she's such a well-known name she was married then, to Alec Baldwin, and I think that is like the fame for her. And then I actually though, isn't it? think potentially that the fact that she was such a like, oh, she's just a pretty actress married to Alec Baldwin. Then she made this film is part of why she won the Oscar, because it was so unexpected to have a performance of this depth from her. But I don't know. But that, that could be it. But she deserves she deserved the Oscar. Although I we're going to go on now, if, unless anyone wants to talk about any other scenes. I'm just talk about the whole film, but we won't. We'll go oh, on to I performances. You know she um she was in Eight Mile. Oh uh, yeah, she's his mum. Oh yeah, she's his Wayne's mom. World and um Batman. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, go on, like, Kim. Don't don't get me wrong. Those are Val those Kilmer. are all films for sure. <laughs> but <laughs> she started. They, I, I don't know. I don't know. To me, it's like I think there's a bit of sort of two thousands revisionism about Kim Basinger and how. Maybe how, but yeah, I mean you're right. Though. I, I couldn't have named any of those off the top of my head. Yeah, no. um, and, and she's obviously a very talented actor. That's the point. That's the point I'm making. I think really is that it's just surprising mm. that she wasn't. There are sometimes other reasons for that. Like if you look at the Paul Weinstein thing, there's a lot of actresses whose careers were stalled for reasons yeah. that we in may the, never in the know. 90s mm. and 2000s for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is sad and Definitely. I hope that's not the case with her I hope she just was like you know what I'm just going to do gardening instead I've done my best film and Fair I'm going to leave it I like um, to think mm-hmm. that that's what she enjoys yeah I think yeah. so yeah. Um, so we've we've touched on the acting of, of Kim um, does anyone want to discuss any other performances that notably stood out to them I think the thing that's yeah I think the thing that's great about this is every character it's easy in this sort of <sighs> film to feel like some of the characters get a bit lost there's quite a few especially when you're t- talking about uh vincennes um or vincennes I, c- I can never it's pronounce vincennes. it correctly exley um white um the captain and they but they all stand out as these individual characters that make this sort of team especially when you talk about white vincennes and um exley i love the fact that they're all different completely different styles of cop um and they come together uh, in terms of i think tempered performance as much as kevin spacey is brilliant in this film russell crowe for me is uh the standout out of all th- out of all of them just because i think he's got the most sort of range over yeah he is the muscle like emma said but he's he's done some terrible things like this this is the guy who is turned to in times of needing to be the muscle to to shake down people to kill people you know he's he is not a nice person even though you see him try and uh do the right thing especially in terms of um domestic violence against women which we've talked we've touched upon that scene where he he actually hit hits her and then sort of hates himself for it and um and that's a key moment in the film where he realizes hey what what am i doing here and then sort of his path goes towards the light um i thought he was brilliant in it and he was my favorite character throughout the film and i'm happy that he survived yeah i so think at the, same, at the same time that would have been devastating at the same time does exley drift towards the dark so you've got white heading yeah of course he does heading towards the light yeah. exley moving towards the dark and they kind of meet 
Yeah, I think they almost learn from each other because um, Bud thinks that he's a a, um, he'd fuck himself to get ahead. I think is the the phrase that he uses. And Exley thinks he's just a mindless thug and says Stenson got what he deserved, which is actually quite a hateful thing to say. Um, But actually, they both realize that they can learn from one another. Not in a cheesy like let's learn from one another way, but they do. Um, I think what I like about Russell Crowe's performance is the physicality because. There's a moment when he stands above, it's the filming, it's like the camera shot as well. He stands above um, Danny DeVito, who is obviously Minnie, in the chair. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> Not you, could, you could like, <laughs> yeah. you could kill a man with your bare hands. It looks like, yeah, he looks tough. Not in a Hollywood pumped up muscle way, just like, yeah, you're a, you're a big guy. Like, you could do this. And it's quite, there's some soulful moments for him. And I think, yeah, I mean, this is pre, I remember Russell Crowe only from Gladiator. I had to have no memory of him from prior to that. And it's really like, excellent performance from him i think my favorite performance is actually guy pierce i have to say because mm. i think it's actually quite easy to root for bud despite you know when he hits lynn that's awful but i think ed when he comes in he's quite unlikable he's arrogant he's very by the book he's a snitch um he's smart the way he takes his glasses off for the photo you're just like oh you are a prick but it's the combination of the writing and the performance that really rounds him out and Essentially, the the main three of them, they all want the truth. They all want justice, and that that that's yep. why they are good detectives or police officers. Um, it's just the way they get there. But and he's actually willing, like you were saying, Gareth. Like he shoots him in the back in the in the in the end because he knows he knows him to be guilty, and he's willing to actually change his morals to achieve the ends that he wants. Yeah. And I think it's a really considering it's probably one of his first Hollywood performances like Priya like Neighbours for Guy Pearce an Australian actor I just think he's fantastic and he, he inhabits everything about this character this moral upstanding but actually bit of a jobs worth character and I think it's every time I watch it I'm just blown away by him I was gonna say I just I don't think enough people know how amazing an actor Guy Pearce is I, I think he's they will now they Memento. bloody well now. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you yeah. think about... Iron Man 3. I'd <laughs> <laughs> say. <laughs> Ghostbusters <Memento>. 2. <clears throat> um, I have to say that, so... Uh, like, yeah, Neighbours, 1994 guy, to 1996. Guy Pearce, as Exley, is, is for me, it's the best performance because I'm, su- I'm such a fan of Guy Pearce and, and the way I think almost his... His character arc is more powerful for me than than Bud's is. But what I will say is that Russell Crowe is getting a bit of a redemption in my eyes. I spent years thinking I hated Russell Crowe. Turns out he's actually he's pretty bloody good, isn't I mean, he? As an actor, actor, yes. As a person, we can't, I don't can't say. I just didn't, thought I didn't Fighting like him. Fighting around the world. <laughs> um, he's so good. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, for me, it's it's Guy Pearce. Like he's just he's yeah. a bit like Basinger. You can't take your eyes off him yeah. when he's in a scene. He really works with the dialogue, I think. Final word on his character, just as Exley. He still, even though he does, you know, get there in the end and kill, get his hands dirty. He gets even dirtier just using it to his advantage again. I love that. Which I thought was was which I thought was That's very true. interesting. Now you're yeah. a detective. Um, he's um, a total one eighty. So is it? he's. Yeah, essentially, yes. Um, but but what I know, like about that is that... Because he got his hands dirty. It could have been like, no, he needs to, everyone needs to know what Smith did. 
we need justice. But he's like, he's yeah. dead. So mm. yeah, you're yeah. gonna need two and I'm, heroes. And I'm getting my, I'm getting my little badge. So yeah, fuck it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, he doesn't good. care. But the, it's, it's a good, it's a good. He ending. was never getting out of that situation unless he did what he did. Uh, he would have been killed or he would have been sent down. Simple as that. Can I just say for anybody who loves the kind of three three detectives coming at things from different angles, why didn't you listen to the 60, 60 Minutes to Midnight podcast featuring three <laughs> detectives. different <laughs> detectives wow. talking about their favourite show? That's a shameless, shameless, shameless plug. Always, always, always be closing. That's a sales mantra. Yeah, that's so, what John taught us, isn't it? Exactly. ABC, always yeah. be closing. Yeah. Do you do you have um, any comments on fair, acting, Gareth, rather than plugging your own podcast yeah. shamelessly? No, I mean, I I I was with you, Guy Pearce. I think is the is the star of the show. I think he's he's obviously, like, it's a bit of an ensemble cast for sure. But um, if you're picking a main character, it's it's clearly Exley, um, and. Yeah, yeah, he he's somebody that you go on a journey with. I think you're right. You start and you think, what a bell end. Um, uh, but you also understand that he's he's right and he's, he's annoying righteous. with being right. He's not noble. He's like mm, smarmy. Doesn't give a shit who he likes. Smarmy yeah. is the word, off. isn't it? It's like it's dweeb, just... swarmy dweeb. Um, glasses. But <laughs> that's fine. That but I mean, we're looking at Len and Emma with glasses on right now. Um, lens is presumably yeah, because of some fucks. sort of some sort of iron deficiency. But yeah. um, <laughs> my eyes, <laughs> not enough calcium in the old eyes. Need my yeah, glasses. I need my glasses. <laughs> Mine's part of the, you know. Um, but yeah, quite. Life. Should we do quite this quiz? The, um, quite, quite the turnaround. <laughs> but yes, let's let's quiz Emma. Okay, well that yeah that met, that's the sort of bulk of the podcast done talking about the film did go on a bit but I love it so I don't care um, Emma quiz time some of the answers have been mentioned in the podcast that's not my fault so I'm not made it easy like on purpose I've just in the back of my head I've just been repeating that name trying to remember okay. it the whole way through I've taken it out so don't worry no I haven't Lucy <laughs> Lucy never apo- never apologize for giving our listeners free content okay. It's free, you guys. Don't worry That's if so it runs true. long. Apology is more apologising to you guys, but, you know, again. Yeah, unless you want to pay good. for it. Yeah, actually, I've got a takeaway on I the way. I don't care. So, yeah. Okay, Emma, drum roll, please. Music, lights, camera, action. What year is the film set in? Mm. 1953. Bang on! 1953. Really? Yep. <laughs> you just yeah, guessed you that. Literally... The whole thing was a guess. 100% oh, guessed it. Honestly, I know it was 18. made in 97 <laughs> or whatever, but... but... Emma could have yeah. Emma when she said 19 she was even guessing that bit <laughs> <laughs> in yeah. 2000 and but something. she got it right um, next she question did. question 2 Russell Crowe plays Officer Bud White Bud is a nickname what is his real name Ooh. mentioned in the film on several occasions I actually don't know this mentioned um, in the title of the film Emma wink wink confidential white <laughs> <laughs> Leland. 
No, that's the name of one of the other cops. Leland Buzz Meeks, which is not a question. No, the answer is Wendell. Oh. It is not explained where Bud comes yeah. from Wendell, but it's fine. Yeah. Mr. Wendell. <laughs> and just Wendell. to say, if, if Emma doesn't get three correct, she has to watch it which again. Really she in. sounds like she really wants to, so it's fine. Um, no, one, one, number one. Th throwing number it away. three. Jack Vincennes acts as an advisor to a cop TV show. What is the name of the show? You spoiled, spoiled this, you Alexander. Spoil Badge of Honor. Yeah, well, that was a gimme. A show I would definitely have watched. I'll probably watch that as well. Okay, so you've got two. Um, question now, number ja four. Now, Jacques. Emma has notes. Emma. No. Well, to be fair, if she's written stuff down, I mean, she's not cheating now if it's, like, ahead of time. I don't care. I'm not paid anything to do this, so I do not care. Right. Let me just check the answers. Pierce Patchett, <laughs> played by David Strathairn. I don't know if that's how you say it. Runs an exclusive club that offers whatever you desire in inverted commas. What is the name of the club? Uh, Flirtily. Correct. Oh, she's got free right. But to be, to be, you know. No, she has not. Yeah. Oh, she has got free night. Okay, but we'll carry on just for, for honour. I mean, to be honest, it was a bit of a wild, wild guesses here. I can't believe I remembered Fleur de Lis. Wow. Your notes say different. Um, Ed Exley <laughs> yeah. Wait a Let me check lost that one. his father to a random act of street violence. The murderer was never found, but Ed gave him a name to give him some personality. What was that name? Rollo Tomasi. Correct. There's also a band called Kaiser Soze. I mean, what, sorry? Kaiser Soze, yeah. Okay, last question. Lord Voldemort. At the end of the film, Bud and Lynn head off to a new life in her hometown in Arizona. What is the name of that town? It's a funny name. I haven't got... I don't, um... Dingleton. <laughs> <laughs> it is called Bisbee. Bisbee? I think that's a yeah. funny Bisbee? name. Bisbee? Uh, yeah, Bisbee. Sorry to the residents that of Bisbee. Is, mm. I googled it. It actually looks hilarious. really nice. I mean, it sounded... Lovely. It did it, Lovely. didn't it? Um, Bisbee. That's Bisbee. So you've got four out of six. I'm quite impressed with that. Yeah, I mean, the questions are not that hard, but, you know. You did it, so... <laughs> Kudos to you, Emma. Check my Kudos. Notes. Well done. Well done. Well done. I'll tell you exactly well what I was doing, um, is I was looking at my audio... Mm. Okay. It sounds likely. It's sounds fine. You you got it. Oh uh, yeah. You've done it, and we congratulate you. Hey guys, hey guys. Do you want me to give you a little treat for today? Yeah. We've got a new Patreon. Oh okay. Hey. Let's hear from them. Welcome new you, Patreon. Uh, the Patreons are flooding in, so thank you very much for your support. Our new Patreon um, is lovely. Jessica Ronero. Nice so name. So thank you very much. Jessica Ronero. Very. She could be in this film. That's a quite a like. She could be in Bisbee. Cool name. Jess Ronero. Hundred percent. She's headlining all sorts of movies in the nineties. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, thank you for your support, Jess. Uh, ho hope you enjoy the extra stuff on Patreon. But mainly, as we said. Um, Anyone who donates to the Patreon, uh, the funds go towards us uh, creating more shows. That's how we've been able to come up with um, How the Fuck Have You Not Seen That, which is obviously quite an old show now, but not all sequels are created equal. Uh, 60 Minutes to Midnight, something old, something new, um, as well as our film reviews. So thank you very much, Jess, for your support. Uh, there'll be more bonus content on Patreon soon. Thank you, guys. If you do want to support us on Patreon, 
All you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash fan critical uh, on there you'll see the options different tiers in which you can donate to us we appreciate it greatly thanks so much guys that's uh, patreon.com forward slash fan critical thank you len um so all that is left now is to find out who has not seen what for our next episode and i believe young mm. ed exley like gaz himself mm. has got one. i don't wear glasses so i'm yeah. not ed exley you're already cooler um, Maybe I'm after my glasses. Maybe, maybe I'm after he's You're shot transformed, actually. Yeah. Mm. Um, all right. I have not seen a film that I don't. I, I don't think is necessarily rated incredibly highly, but it's just a film that everybody <laughs> has seen. I've never seen Armageddon. I am still so disappointed. That you've never seen Armageddon. Yeah. Where were how you? The f- in how the, the fuck have you not seen I that? Stay away. <laughs> See, do you know what's weird? Do you know what's weird? <laughs> yeah. Now, Len, Len, you know <laughs> as well know as anybody. Words. You know as well as anybody. I actually, <laughs> yeah. I fancy myself as a, uh, having a decent singing voice, and that song, oh my God. That song branded. Premium branded, thank you. That song was my uh, karaoke go-to, and I can sing Are you that kidding? beautifully. Do you know what's weird? I always thought, for some reason, that it was in Godzilla, the like ninety-seven <laughs> version of Godzilla, whenever Godzilla. that was made. That was Jamiroquai. Um, <laughs> deeper underground. Gaz, you do have a lovely singing voice, you but do. I have to say that you have no right to sing. I don't want to miss a thing if you have not seen it in Armageddon. It's true. Well, that's the rule. Let me rectify so, that. Yeah. Sort it out. All right, so... I cannot wait mm. for this. Tune in next time where we will um, be going through Armageddon with young Gareth. I've heard a rumour that Ben Affleck's in it and he, he knows what a mobile he, phone is. His face so. just looks <laughs> like he knows what a phone is. And, you know, he's in a, in a film where that's fine because it's the sort of future slash <laughs> yeah. present at the time. That's true. That is but fine. Phones did Shakespeare exist Shakespeare in love? In no. Your face so. don't fit, mate. Okay. Get yeah. out of it. Yeah, true. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for chatting with me about my favourite film. One of them. You can probably tell from listening to it. How Thank much you, I love Lucy. it. Thank you, Emma, for having not watched it because it gave us this opportunity to discuss it. Boo. Thank you, Len, for just not drinking no enough milk in your life. I'm, I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah. I hope you can seek help. <laughs> Gaz, my bones. you need my to bones. improve your like of the film and give it five next time. Nah. Next time we you next time we pod on it. <laughs> How the fuck has that, John not seen that? Yeah, well, he hasn't actually. So that's my next project. Get him to watch it. Um, oh, he'd love it. He would love it. Poor, poor show. Well, thank you, everyone. Um, I hope you have a good weekend. Cheers. And to all our listeners, stay safe, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Rolo Tomasi. Bye. Bye.